0: Welcome to The Coin Club, a podcast brought to you by the Seven House Coins Currency Bullion, where we discuss everything related to numismatics. I'm glad to have you along with me for my journey and excited to share with you the very best of numismatics. my coin collecting friends, and welcome to episode 19 of the Coin Club podcast. Great to have you back here with me as we navigate the world that is coin collecting together. We're coming up fast on the one year anniversary of the podcast. I never would have thought in the very beginning that things would have progressed the way that they did or the show would have become as popular as it is. I was pondering what to do to celebrate here on the show. For a fleeting moment, I thought I would go back through the episodes and pull out some bloopers from when I was recording, and then my better judgment got the best of me. Although it would probably be funny to listen to me botch up more words than I normally do, you would probably end up hearing a bunch of bleeping out of parts and who would want that. Yeah, I can have a pretty foul mouth at times. I try to keep it PG here on the podcast for everyone's enjoyment. The world of coins is alive and buzzing at the moment, with many exciting things going on. Positive things, unlike much we see going around the world at the moment. Just a reminder, or more of a PSA for everyone out there, don't forget to enjoy the hobby and share it with your friends. Make new friends. Get new people into the hobby, young and old alike. In a world of uncertainty at times, doom, gloom, Use coins and the friendships you make through coins as a bright point in your day and build on that. Reach out to an old friend from the Coin Club or see what other people are doing with their collections. Share yours with a friend who doesn't collect and let them know how you get joy out of the hobby. Coins and collecting really do bring people together. On this episode of the Coin Club Podcast, you'll get a healthy dose of the news, the World Coin Spotlight, the ever popular roll hunting portion with tips and reminders for everyone who enjoys sitting down and tearing up those bank rolls of coins. And the main feature of this episode will be a build on what we discussed earlier bringing people together with coins, particularly the Olympics and coins, a sportsmanship event that brings people together from all over the world to compete, show their skills, and go for the gold. As our athletes from each of our respective countries are battling it out in Beijing, we'll slalom into the main feature and take a look at the numismatic aspects of it. We'll dive into the details on this episode of Collector's Coins, the medals that adorn the chests of those talented and skilled Olympians, and all the history we can dig up. And with that, let's get on with the show. In the world of news, The Coin of the Year Awards, or better known as the Cody Awards, had recently named their 10 category winners for this year. If you didn't catch who they were and what coins won the award, you can catch them on episode 17 of the Coin Club podcast. Austria had headed the lead in the winnings with three coins out of the top 10. The Coin of the Year winner award was also won by the Austrian Mint with their 100 euro, the gold of the pharaoh's coin. Congratulations and well-deserved. The United States Mint had those presses cranking out coins at a feverish pace for the calendar year of 2021. Although they had made almost 14.5 billion coins this year, they didn't quite hit the total that was minted in 2020. Still, think about that, 14.5 billion! I wonder how many of those massive die cracks on the 2021 Lincoln cents that are going for crazy money right now are still sitting in those ballistic bags, waiting to be put out in the circulation and for you to find. February is Black History Month, and the Mint is showcasing its collections offered up for sale that honor the memories and greatness of for those inspirational and iconic African Americans that have shaped the history of our nation. Barack Obama, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., Rosa Parks, Jackie Robinson, the Tuskegee Airmen, the Montford Point Marines, and many, many more. Bronze medals, gold, and silver coins are all available to honor their memories and great achievements. Just a reminder, if you sign up for the enrollment program for your favorite United States Mint product, you will receive free budget shipping on those orders, and your purchase will count towards your U.S. Mint Loyalty Program Certification. Between now and the next episode of the podcast, they will have one new product release, the American Innovation Dollar Series 2022 Coin Rolls and Bags for the state of Rhode Island. The Long Beach Expo will be held from February 17th to the 19th at the Long Beach Convention Center. PCGS will be set up at this show and is offering free entry to Collectors Club members through their website. Even if you're not a member of the club, get on their website for a special code to receive $5 off the entrance fee. They will have a show special featuring on-site grading for $45 per coin when you submit 10 or more non-gold U.S. coins with a value of under $750. The American Numismatic Association's National Money Show will be taking place March 10th through the 12th in Colorado Springs, Colorado. It will be held at the Broadmoor Resort. Also, the ANA is accepting applications for entry into the Young Numismatist Literary Awards. This award program encourages young writers in three different age groups who compete for cash awards and numismatic books. The Bill Favaz Award is for ages 8 to 12. The Q. David Bowers Award is for ages 13 to 17. And the Kenneth E. Brissett Award is for ages 18 to 22. Visit their page, www.money.org, for more details and, if you know a young numismatist who writes, encourage them to apply. Let's get them recognized for all their hard work. Great Collections Coin Auctions just made some news in the world of numismatics. They have acquired what is believed to be the very first silver dollar ever struck by the United States. It is a 1794 flowing hair silver dollar. It was purchased through a private transaction for twelve million dollars. What an awesome coin! And I'm sure they'll take great care of it until it finds its next home. Don't forget, if you love world coins, my favorite world mint, La Monnaie de Paris, has their Olympic coin collection on sale right now. Pretty reasonably priced, starting at six fifty euro. You can have one of these beauties for yourself, plus shipping, of course, unless. You're over there strolling around the streets of Paris, then by all means, please stop on in and pick some up. NGC has announced that their very own research director, David W. Lang, will be teaching a course on collecting United States type coins at the ANA's summer seminar. If you are unaware of what the summer seminar is, it is two week-long sessions offered by the ANA in the month of June on the Colorado College campus that offer students a chance to attend a number of different courses designed to teach them about collecting, grading, and anything else you can think of in the hobby. It is a time of camaraderie with your peers in the field, and courses are limited so you can get one-on-one attention and are able to actively participate. It's something I've not attended yet, but hope to someday. Lastly, for all you coin news junkies out there, the Central States Numismatic Society will host its show on April 27th to the 30th at the Renaissance Hotel and Convention Center in Schomburg, Illinois. Big show here, folks, and the show organizers say that this one will be the largest one in 30 years, and it could be the largest one yet in their 83-year history. Mark this one on your calendars. Well, we might as well keep heading southward with the world coin spotlight. This time we'll check out a coin from the country of Colombia. Colombia has borders with many neighbors, including Panama, Venezuela, Brazil, Peru, Ecuador, the Pacific Ocean, and the Caribbean Sea. The capital is Bogota, and their official language is Spanish. Their history can be traced back to 12,000 BCE, when indigenous people inhabited the land. The Spanish started to colonize the land in the mid-16th century, and independence from Spain was eventually won in 1819. It has the second highest biodiversity in the world, which encompasses the Amazon rainforest, highlands, deserts, and grasslands. Today, we're going to take a look at a non-circulating coin from this country. The 1,000 pesos, tricentennial of Medellin-proof coin. The coin is made in 900 fine gold and is actually square with rounded corners. It is a beautiful coin celebrating the 300th anniversary of the city of Medellin, the second largest city in Colombia. It weighs 4.3 grams, is 17 millimeters round and 2 millimeters thick. The obverse of the coin has a brilliant deep cameo to it and it features the city gate in the center with Republica de Colombia above it and the dates below. 1675 to 1975. The reverse of the coin has a flower in the center, with Tercentenario de Medellin above it, and the fineness and denomination below it. The flower fits the coin, as the city is popular for its annual flower festival. The city's temperate climate is ripe for growing flowers. Great looking coin, and if you are a gold coin collector, one you should have for your collection. So, On the coin roll hunting section of the podcast, I usually give you the straight-up truth on what to look for, how likely it is that you will find it, and we've gone down through some common things to check for. Got you going on the last episode with definitions in the world of error collecting, and hopefully you took some time to do some research on your own as to how errors are actually made. Now, let's get you super excited with some of the top-valued error coins ever sold. Get your energy level up in hopes of finding one of these Mammer Jammers. Reality check before we get into it, though. You are more than likely not going to find one of these. However, it's always good to keep your eyes out. Roll hunting, cherry picking, whatever you are doing. Keep your eyes peeled. It'll be worth your while if the coin gods ever grace you with a chance to get a hold of one of these hunting or picking. The first coin to mention is the Sacagawea Washington Quarter Mule Coin. With Sacagawea on one side and Washington on the other, these coins realize an average of $50,000 and go up from there. Number two can only be found when searching through proof sets from the mint. If you have a 1975 United States proof set, you better check those for the S mint marks. There is a 1975 Proof Roosevelt dime that is missing the S mint mark. This Whopper sells close to $500,000. Number three is the ever-so-popular 1955 Philadelphia Minted Double Die Cent. Most collectors know what this one is. However, if you're not, Google it and check it out. This is one coin that pops right out at you and is a gorgeous double die coin. Even low-grade examples of this coin can sell for over $1,000. Number four, well actually number four and five go hand in hand. Check out those steel scents. If you ever find a steel scent dated 1944, well, you can expect to get a minimum of around $75,000 in even a low grade. On the heels of this one, while you're eagerly eyeing those Wheaties, if you grab a 1943 copper scent, expect to get over 100000 for it. One sold in a private collection for over one million dollars. Common knowledge for collectors the 1943 cent should be made of steel. During World War II, copper was needed for the war effort, so the government turned the Lincoln cent from copper to a steel planchet. In 1943, some of the old copper planchets turned up in the minting process, hence making them rare. Likewise, with the 1944 cent made of steel, a few leftover 1943 planches made their way into production when they should have been copper. Okay, okay, I'll give you two more. The 1922 plain or no-D mint mark occurred when heavily worn dies were used to strike coins and the D mint mark just didn't show up on some of them. Even in the poorest of conditions, expect to get over $500 a piece for these gems. The last one, Guaranteed you will never find, and if you do, I'll buy you lunch, just so I can see the coin in person, is a 1974D aluminum Lincoln cent. The mint made many exploratory strikes of Lincoln cents using different metals and even one made of glass. A handful of these were made, and to date, only two are known to exist. The rest that were made were said to be destroyed. Guaranteed. Teed to fetch over six figures if any of these made it to auction. Well, there you go, folks. Some astoundingly expensive error coins to be on the lookout for, although highly unlikely that you'll find one. What's that, they say? The more you know. Absolutely. The main event, folks, quite literally, of the podcast and as we speak in the world is the 2022 Winter Olympics being held in Beijing. Well, our main event are the coins and medals surrounding the event, but just like coins, the Olympics bring people together from all over the world. Sports and coins are a world-renowned common denominator in bringing people together in their respective realms. Beginning in 776 BC, the Games have brought millions upon millions of people all over the world together. The very first Olympic medals ever to be given out were in the year 1896. These medals were designed by the French sculptor Jules-Clement Chaplin. They depicted on the averse Zeus holding Nike, the Greek goddess of victory. The reverse depicted the Acropolis. They were minted by none other than Les Monnaie de Paris. Four years later, Paris hosted the Olympics and the made medals once again. This started the new tradition of giving the honor of minting these medals to the host city. Many different designs were used up until the year 1928 when the Olympic Committee finalized their contest to create a new, cohesive design to be used from there on out. The Triumfo design, created by Giuseppe Cassioli, won out. The obverse was holding a winner's crown and a palm with the Colosseum in the background. The Olympic host and the Games numerals were to be inscribed at the top right. The reverse of the medal depicted a crowd carrying a triumphant athlete. In 1960, when the Games came to Rome, the design was inverted. This inverted design was used for the next 40 years. In the 1972 Munich Games, they designed a different reverse for the medal. The Triumfo design for the obverse stayed in use until the 1992 Olympics when Spain allowed an updated version. This was allowed to continue until after the 2000 Olympics, when there was an outcry that Australia used the Sydney Opera House on the medal instead of the traditional Roman Colosseum. The 2004 Olympics saw a design change by Alain Avatsi, who used the Panathenaic Stadium, and this averse is used to this day. The reverse of the medal stayed the same until 1972, when Germany was allowed to change the design. To date, the hosting country has given the right to change the reverse of the medal, with the Olympic Committee giving the final approval. This is all only the history for the Summer Olympics. The Winter Olympics design has changed more over the years, and they have introduced new materials into the medals as well. Glass, and lacquer, and jade have also been used. The Winter Olympic game medals are also heavier, thicker, and larger than the Summer medals. The diameter of the gold metals are required to be at minimum 60mm round, the thickness a minimum of 3mm, and now for the material. The gold metal is composed of at least 92.5% silver and plated with 6 grams of gold. The silver metal is composed of 925 silver, and the bronze metal has generally been made of 97% copper, half a percent tin, and 2.5% zinc. Now, if you're not talented enough to have one of those medals hanging around your neck, what's the best thing you could do? That's right, start a United States set of commemorative Olympic coins. Why not? You'll have a fun time hunting them down on the internet. There are plenty out there that are still to be had, and they can be had, for the most part, for reasonable prices. That is, unless you're going for the gold. The first commemorative Olympic coins issued by the United States Mint were for the 1984 games held in Los Angeles, California. Three designs in total for this year were made. Although the games were held in eighty four, there is a silver dollar dated 1983 which depicts a discus thrower on the obverse and an American Eagle on the reverse. Elizabeth Jones, the chief engraver for the Mint, designed this coin. There is a 1984 dated silver dollar that was designed by Robert Graham. Graham was an American sculptor whose work was featured at the entrance to the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum. He sculpted a headless sculpture and it was featured on the obverse of this silver dollar with the coliseum in the background. The reverse is a beautiful American eagle perched on a rock. The last offering for this year's commemorative Olympic coins is a gold coin. Significantly, this is the first gold coin issued by the United States in over 50 years at the time. John McCanty designed the obverse of this coin, bearing two runners carrying the Olympic torch, and on the reverse there is an eagle which is designed based on one of the Great Seal of the United States. Each of these coins can be had with a Philadelphia, Denver, and San Francisco mint mark. The gold coin was minted at the West Point Mint. In 1988, we sent our Olympians to Seoul, South Korea, and the mint followed too. Two offerings were available for this year. A silver dollar and a $5 gold piece. The obverse of the silver dollar was designed by Patricia Lewis Veranti. It shows the passing of the torch and the reverse designed by mint sculptor-engraver Cheryl Joseph Winter. Olive branches surround the Olympic rings with USA prominently above them. The $5 gold coin was designed by Elizabeth Jones, chief sculptor and engraver. It shows Nike the goddess of victory, wearing a crown of olive leaves, and on the reverse, features a stylized Olympic flame. In 1992, the Olympics were held in a city that I had the great fortune of visiting, Barcelona, Spain. In honor of our athletes and to help finance their training, the Mint came through once again and brought us a clad half dollar, silver dollar, and a five dollar gold coin. The clad half-dollar obverse features a gymnast in motion, and the reverse features the words "Citius, altius fortius, the Olympic motto which is faster, higher, and stronger. It also features an olive branch crossing the Olympic torch. These were available from the Philadelphia Mint, and the San Fran Mint made a proof version. The silver dollar will appeal to all you baseball fans out there. It shows a pitcher firing a ball at a home plate on the obverse, and the reverse includes the Olympic rings, olive branches, and the stars and stripes with USA in the Olympic rings. This is the first commemorative silver dollar minted by the United States to feature edge and cues lettering. An uncirculated version was made at the Denver Mint, proof at the San Fran Mint. The $5 gold coin shows a sprinter in motion on the obverse, and the reverse has USA at the top of the Olympic rings with the American bald eagle below. The coin was minted at the West Point Mint. In 1996, the Olympics were brought back to the United States and held here in Atlanta, Georgia. The mint really cranked up the presses for this hometown event. A plethora of offerings were available for these games. Clad half dollars dated 1995 were available in uncirculated and proof versions at the San Francisco Mint. They feature basketball, baseball, swimming, and soccer. 1995 dated silver uncirculated dollars were minted at the Denver Mint, and the proof dollars of the same design were made at the Philadelphia Mint. Gymnastics, Paralympics, track and field, and cycling were made with this year of the coin. 1996 coins, in the same fashion as the 1995 coins, included tennis, Paralympics, rowing, and the high jump. The $5 gold coins were minted at the West Point Mint and featured a torch runner on one side and the stadium on the other, which were dated 1995. 1996 dated coins featured a flag bearer and the cauldron. These were available in uncirculated and proof versions. In honor of the Special Olympics World Games, the Mint made a 1995 uncirculated and proof coin featuring Eunice Kennedy Shriver, the founder of the Special Olympics on the obverse, and the reverse featured a rose, a Special Olympics medal, and a quote from Shriver. As we hope for the best in them, hope is reborn in us. In 2002, the United States hosted the Olympic Winter Games in Salt Lake City, Utah. Unlike the plethora of offerings for the 1996 event, the Mint only made two coins for this year's Games. A proof and uncirculated silver dollar and a $5 gold coin. The silver dollar featured the crystal emblem of the Winter Olympics on the obverse, Salt Lake below this, and the Olympic rings at the bottom. The reverse shows the Salt Lake City skyline and the Rocky Mountains in the background. The proof and uncirculated versions were both minted at the Philadelphia Mint. The $5 gold coin was minted in uncirculated and proof versions at the West Point Mint. It featured the crystal emblem of the Winter Olympics on the obverse with Salt Lake prominently on the coin. The reverse shows the Olympic flame on top of a cauldron. These were the last commemorative Olympic coins made by the United States Mint. We don't have time to go over all the coins minted around the world to commemorate the Olympic Games through the years, but if you're feeling extra frisky and have deep pockets, I'm sure you could keep yourself plenty busy trying to acquire coins from all over the world depicting the Olympic Games. Well folks, I hope you enjoyed this podcast and you're rooting for your favorite Olympic athletes in their respective events. It's a great honor to be able to send the best of the best to the games to represent our country, and we wish them the best. Please do me a favor and share the podcast with your friends to help us grow. And as always, I hope to have you along with me for the next episode of the Coin Club Podcast. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Coin Club Podcast. I had a great time with you today and look forward to sharing with you on the next episode. If you've liked what you've heard, please consider supporting me on Patreon at the Coin Club Podcast. Please follow me on social media. I'm on Facebook at the Seven House Coins Currency Bullion and also on Instagram at the same name. You can also go to my website, sevenhouseccb.com and give me some feedback on this episode or some suggestions on what you would like to see on future episodes. As always, I'm grateful to all of you for your support and look forward to seeing you the next time on the Coin Club Podcast.